Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. All right, everybody, we want to take a second to talk to you about an amazing sponsor. We have an amazing relationship with RayAllen.com. Ray Allen is a one-stop shop for everything dog, not just working dogs. Everything dog that you need, you can go down there, check them out, RayAllen.com. Awesome people. They got everything you need. Another one of our favorite partnerships is with a dog trip. They've been with us from the start. Uh, great callers, great ball poppers, great GPS tracking, big dog, small dog, bark collars, everything. I got everything like that they have at the kennel. We use it every day. Be sure to head them up, dogtrip.com. Listen for the discount code later in the episode. Hey, guys, it's going to happen. August 16th through the 19th, HITS is coming back. The HITS Canine Conference in Orlando, Florida, August 16th through the 19th. Get on there. It's the biggest, the best. Check it out. Hitscanine.net. Hitscanine.net. Get registered now. Take the guesswork out of making sure you're feeding your working dog correctly by using Kinetic Dog Food. Hit them up at kineticdogfood.com and look them up on the Instagrams at kineticdogfood. Take all the guesswork out and do it right from the beginning. We love Horizon Structures. Dude, this stuff is so awesome, man. You can get online. You can talk to them. You could build it you want from mild to wild. They'll come bring it to your place, set it down on your pad, hook up your power, hook up your water, and you can put dogs in it that day. If you don't believe me, check out some guys like uh, Justin Rigney. He's got a great setup there. Ask him. Check him out, horizonstructures.com. All right, everybody. We are back. Working Dog Radio broadcasting the bite from the uh, Blue Line Canine Seminar here in uh, beautiful Pittsburgh. It's freezing cold. It was 87 here on Monday or, uh, yeah, Monday, and then now it's 40 on, on Wednesday. So, Wendy. anyways, uh, it's been good. Good turnout. Um, you guys saw, a lot of you guys saw our IG Live that we filmed today. Just walked around the place. Um, it's a nice conference. Get to see a lot of friends, a lot of people we know. A lot of people that have been guests on the podcast are teaching here um, or have booths. We walked around. We're like, yeah, he's been on. He's been on. He's been on. Um, so we get a lot of guys that come some on. Some more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Some repeat guests. So uh, what we like to do at these conferences then is snag folks that we know or don't know and get episodes. The, uh, as you can already <laughs> tell from the, from the uh, Get Sent episode, these are a little bit shorter, 30 minutes, which is nice. Um, so we're, uh, we're going to bang some out. But Ted... Um, who do we got right now? Well, I, I've debated whether we should call them by their names or no. by what everyone no. calls them. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so uh, we have Worthless Handler Yo. and Den Mother Canine. Present. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, they, they insisted that we call this episode 169. <laughs> it's the only way we would do it. It's very <laughs> juvenile doing it together. Sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, both are um, previous guests on the <clears throat> podcast. You yeah. wouldn't know... Uh, that worthless handler was because uh, his episode, episode forty move episode forty. I've met a couple people that were here mm -hmm. that have seen it. Yep, or that, that listened to it that got taken down and derailed, uh, yeah. kind of derailed his job for a while, and then yep. <laughs> relocated somewhere else. And uh, and here we are. We've been trying to redo this for a while, um, and then I try not to use your real name, but Den Mother Canine here. Uh, is here teaching uh, so his medical class, his canine medical stuff. If you go back and listen, I don't remember what episode it, you were on, but it was really good. 99. 99? Yep. Is it? Seriously? It's wow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, those were those were really good. Uh, Ted and I have been dying to get you guys on here, especially um, 
because even since you both have been on here, your um, private business stuff has really grown and, and you're still working and, you know, things like that. So thanks for taking a second to get in here. Absolutely. Um, Ted, do you have any stickers on you? Did you get a sticker today? Uh, I think Gary put one on me. <clears throat> You're clean, buddy. Fucking Scott put one on For me. Now. <laughs> yeah, these guys are going around slapping stickers on people's backs. Uh, the worthless handler stickers and the high drive canine. I just was over there. This it, It's like 4.30 right now, something like that. I just was over there at their booth. Definitely stink of alcohol. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> There's definitely some, some booze flowing already over That's there. Scott. He brought a huge bottle of something. So, anyways... Um, People? Capri, Capri Suns and, and whatnot in my booth. Right. Spoon's I saw farm. That. Yeah. Yeah. Spoon's Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I saw you taking the little, sticking that little straw Absolutely. down there. Um, but anyways, to my left, if you're watching on YouTube, is Den Mother Canine, and Worthless Handler is to, is over there oh, next to YouTube. Ted. I didn't know. Um, so we'll start over there with you. Okay. Uh, what's been going on, man? Man, uh, well, since the last podcast, that was... That was eventful. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke about some events that I went through at my agency, and, and obviously that agency didn't like the truth coming out. Um, so Real quick, and for the record, we never said what your name, the state you work in, the agency, your dog's name, correct. nothing. Nothing. And, uh, man, if, got if, blue you, if you were in your department and you were a blue falcon, you're a real piece of shit. Like, you're yeah. a real piece of shit. Especially when you're the um, canine sergeant. Right. That's yes. the one that did it. Yeah. Snitch. Went and told on him. that. So the episode was out for, I don't know, uh, before we pulled it down, three couple hours? Couple two, hours. Three hours, yeah. 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 It's the only one we've ever pulled down. We've had to pull some down and edit some stuff that maybe some <laughs> former tier one guys said that they probably shouldn't have said. They're like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. And uh, and uh, uh, soft guy said something one time. We had to go back and delete something he said and... But, uh, yeah, that whole episode got pulled down and then yep. turned your life upside down for a minute there. It did. It was, uh, it was stressful, and it sucked because I had a baby on the way, and, you know, they were trying to terminate me and do all kinds of things. Had to get an attorney as well. I mean, you guys know because they called you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the grass is greener. I got, um, I went from a city agency to a county, and uh, I'm able to police again. Um, got a terrific administration, terrific sheriff that – understands the necessity pro for proactive work and uh, not only encourages it but supports it so man i'm 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 loving it got a great dog phenomenal dog so i got zero complaints did you move states too nope no state okay. nope yep you just, gotta have a good sheriff let you have a beard like that oh yeah he's look at that thing i know it's beautiful isn't it so it smells it, pretty good too it, it, it's yeah, it's it's a smoky musk, really. It's very poignant. Yeah, <laughs> unlike Ted, I'm watching the dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. two different. So um, the other thing that's, I mean, granted, the worthless handler brand was was catching steam when we had you on, but it's it's gone crazy. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I think you know from some of the things we talked about in episode forty, it was just people relate to what I was going through. Hmm. It was you know. The no support, where the name comes from, of just being called worthless, being treated worthless, the redhead stepkid, you know, of the canine, or of law enforcement as the canine unit. So I think just agencies around the country and whatnot were just experiencing the same thing, and they could relate, and that's how, uh, that's how it started to grow, really. Yeah, my new favorite thing is because uh, Ted sent me a picture of it the other day, the, tic- the TikTok cop 
sticker that you came oh, up yeah. with oh, because yeah. I, Man, I go off about that on there. Uh, I just somebody mentioned that. You're the first one I thought of when uh, I when I posted that. Oh, I go nuts about that, and um, it gets me worked up. It, it, it gets me worked up. I'm like, if you're going to be on TikTok showing videos of your dog doing work and some cool stuff like that, How about it? awesome. But if you're on there dancing with your dog, making out whatever with your dog doing all this other stuff, you're an idiot. You're yes. an idiot. And I would rather. I, it tells me all I need to know about you as a cop and what you're doing. You know, some of the biggest accounts online, most popular people dance with their dogs online. And I'm like, you're a chump. I don't respect you as a cop, so I don't respect you as a canine handler. I don't respect what you're doing. I don't give a fuck if you have 300,000 followers. I don't care. Handle your calls. Do your job. Train your dog and work your dog and stop dancing on the fucking internet with yeah. that dog. You know, the, the excuse is always community policing. Uh, that's mm -hmm. building some relationship. The reality is... If they hate the police, seeing you dance is not going to change their perception of you whatsoever. Community policing is going out there and hunting bad people. That's community policing. They want that type of service. Yeah, and they get guys just start getting addicted to the numbers and the likes and the fame because mm -hmm. it's you're a cop. You're not supposed to be famous. I mean, right. Den Mother, he's a world oh, famous yeah. celebrity. Well, he's I don't different. know if you guys know that or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get into his autograph <laughs> dance here in a minute. I but, got it right here. Dance right. moves. You do, yeah. You got lucky there. So, um, people always want to know. You get asked all the time, where in this sick mind of yours does this stuff come from that you have? Some of your, like, the, <laughs> dude, the the blue falcon stuff you use that I'm sure you still have, but the feathers and things you can put, yeah. up, and uh, uh, the where they screwed up the bite. I think, was oh say? yeah, bite Thank, blocker. Yeah, to say thanks, high speed or something yeah, on there. Yeah, <laughs> next time, stay on oh, perimeter. Next time, yeah. stay on perimeter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. best. Those things are great. Man, it just comes from just the experience on the job. I mean, really. And I've had some cool people reach out and say, like, you know, give me a couple ideas. Mm -hmm. um, like, Jesus, take the lead, you know. That was some dude on a track from Florida. It was oh, like, really? yeah, he just ate it, and he was like, take the lead. And his dog was gone, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, I just kind of take it um, from what I've experienced or what kind of retarded things go through my brain. I'm, and I have, like, a notepad on my phone because I usually think of something in the middle of nothing, you yeah. know. I'm doing something, so I try to take notes real quick and make some kind of dumb design about I like it later. The meth treasure. Oh, that's tweaker treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Tweaker and meth treasure. and despair. Everyone yeah. that's searched a meth head's car knows that smell. Oh yeah. Oh, it's there's. You find swords, dildos, and fucking yeah, and, and torn apart VCRs and cords, <laughs> man. It's is there any dildo swords? Or? Yeah, I mean it's not. Asking it's for a friend. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Right. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, in, in the interim of all this, you're still rocking a dog. Let's talk about your dog. Yep. Canine Bolo. Um, he was generously donated. Thanks not only to, uh, den mother over oh here, but, uh, Christina with canines of valor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's phenomenal. I can't say enough good things about her and, uh, Brad with pace setter canine, Texas, mm -hmm. um, phenomenal guy, phenomenal training facility. Um, so, they donated Bolo, the training hours, everything. Just just a bunch of genuine, selfless people came together and uh, took care of me. Um, and Bolo is, you know, everyone's going to say this about their dog, but he's one in a million to me. Um, <clears throat> been in a couple critical incidents where I 100% credit him to saving my life. Um, and that was a couple months on with him. Mm -hmm. So the dog's proved himself. The dog has engaged. The dog has found pounds of meth and I'm, I'm at a, you know, a nine man agency that's, you know, that doesn't happen here. 
yeah. kind of agency. And then we, you know, we got a good sheriff that comes in and brings proactive guys, lets me have a dog, lets us go put in the work and supports us. So, man, I, I, I can't say enough good things about my sheriff or my dog. Pounds of meth. Back when I was on in Canton, meth was really not that big. It was still crack. I can get meth easier than weed. Really? Uh, meth it's, is... It's, so can, so can yeah, Ted. It's the state bird of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Meth is, yeah. It's yeah. everywhere. It's so cheap and accessible. It's Yeah, and I, and I think the guys, the Canton guys tell me that they, it's, it made a comeback when people got sick of dying on heroin because they, they went through the heroin thing like everybody else did. Yeah. And then the uh, the meth kind of started taking it. But I, I was told they're back to crack. crack. Canton is crack town. That's what it always been. But I've talked to guys from other places. They're like, I haven't seen crack in five years. Like yeah, Canton. It's all the time because yeah. they have it all in Canton, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, people order from you on the website. Yep, worthlesshandler.com. Nice, worthlesshandler.com. Get on there, and take a look. If you haven't seen, it came up with brand new stuff. I'm definitely getting some TikTok cop shit yeah. on there. I think there's even like a a, a Facebook page or Instagram page about bad TikTok cops. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. And I like I like seeing like the police post guys. Bashed on them, bashed mm-hmm. on them. Street that's cop, that's a great page. Street cop guys bash on them mm-hmm. on there. It's great. It's not just dog guys. No, oh, it's no, all no. those other. It's, it's no. I've seen. I saw a guy on one of those in the early, early beginnings of this stuff, and he's dancing, singing on, um, singing on on duty in the cruiser, in his cruiser, and you, his radio's on, and you can hear a guy calling for help on his radio. Uh, Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, fuck you. You should be fired for that, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I know the guy, and I know the situation. He got jammed up. So, and who else we got? Well, we have Den Mother Canine on again, uh, sporting some accessories. Got a sweet cane. I have a, con- <laughs> I have a condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So He's used that to park up front. So. Yeah, <laughs> just get free parking. You know. Don't well, tow my car. I have a cane. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. Sorry. Speaking of, real quick. They had uh, the local, I think it was, I don't know if it was the PD or who it was, had, um, yeah, hold on, I'm going to grab that. <laughs> reach. reach. So go, to, go to YouTube, take a look, take a look at this right here. This is what I'm talking about, love it. Um, they, they came into the classrooms this morning and told people they had to move their cars from this one place or they were going to tow them. And they went down there and there was a cop who was going to tow a cruiser with a dog in it. It was a mortar unit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, we're in downtown. You saved the world today, buddy. (laughs) We're in downtown Pittsburgh. (laughs) And, like, if you don't know anything about Pittsburgh, like, we're on this little peninsula between the two rivers, like, Mm. where the confluence is, right? And, I mean, we're, like, if you look out the window here, you can, like, if the buildings were here, you could see, like, where the rivers meet. So we're, like, way down here, and parking is a bitch. There is no parking. So, so like, I I get it, but. They have a (laughs) marathon on Sunday, and that's their thing. They're already marking off no parking it's Wednesday. People still got to work. People yeah, still got to come down here. The race isn't till Sunday. I don't know what it is about the state because every time we go to Philly too, people in Philly just park wherever. Let's park in the middle of the street and yeah. get out and turn the car off. Yeah, and you're like, uh, yeah, you. I, I got here first. Yeah, and people will fight over parking spots. I saw a fight over parking spot last time we were there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Pennsylvania. I don't know so, what the fuck it is about this place. All right. We love the Perkinsons down in uh, North Carolina at Highland Canine Training. They are... Great people, great trainers. They got a good business model. They're awesome folks. We've been with them for a long time. Uh, they're also super smart. And they understand that a lot of agencies are struggling to have manpower. So they're not sending people away for training. You guys have been there. You know, you put in 
denied lack of manpower. So they've created an online course section of their website, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. You get on there under training the online course. But here's the best thing is they offer a supervisor, canine supervisor course, which we know a lot of uh, police canine supervisors don't get to go to training. They don't know as much as they should right here online. Uh, the course discusses topics such as proper selection of dogs and handlers, proper deployment, effective allocation and utilization, as well as liability and the FLSA issues, which we know is where all the legal stuff comes from, interdepartmental. Uh, the course can be taken at your convenience, and you, you will receive a certificate of completion at the end. Uh, they're offering an amazing discount, guys. 30% off using the discount code WDR30. It's a no-brainer. If you're a police supervisor and you guys have manpower issues and you can't go, get on tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com under the training tab. Get on that supervisor's course, man. I'm telling you, it's a smart decision. Another one of our favorite partnerships with the podcast here is the one and only Dogtra. The Dogtra guys have been producing some amazing tools in the dog training world for a long time. Everything from e-collars, GPS tracking, ball trainers. If it's electric and you use it with a dog, they've probably done it. They're the best. They are revolutionizing the way you communicate with the dog. I use it daily, whether I'm using pets. Uh, I use the 200C on most of our pets. Uh, most of my patrol guys will use a 1900 hands-free, 1900S hands-free. And then I use the ball popper pretty much daily with all of our detection dogs for imprinting on our box protocols. So hit them up at Dogtra Official on Instagram and Facebook. And then you've got Dogtra.com. And when you go there, if you use the discount code WDR10, they'll give you 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. So if you're looking at a 1900S or that Ball Popper Pro or one of those things, it'll knock a substantial chunk off there. So hit them up, doctor.com, WDR10. So everybody knows that Ted and I uh, not only train police dogs, we train pet dogs, right? We train dogs. So it's why our relationship with Ray Allen Manufacturing is so important. They've, these guys have been doing this so long they knew and they understand that dogs are dogs and it's not just working dog people that need things for their dog and dog training. So you go to rayallen.com. They have everything dog related that you need. Anything that when it comes to dogs, pet dogs, your pet training dogs, police dogs, dogs you're training for other departments, anything you need, rayallen.com. Uh, they've got it. You can get on there. So if you're ordering stuff for police dogs and if you have a pet side, you can get it all in one, man. They ship it out. Got a nice big box full of a whole bunch of stuff. There's nothing better than getting a big box of dog training stuff in the mail. They also are great to us and they offer a discount code working dog radio, all capital letters, working dog radio for 10% off. Check them out. RayAllen.com. Great people. Ted and I use them every day. Super excited to have American Aluminum Accessories on board with us here at the podcast. These guys manufacture a wide variety of products from high quality cam locker toolboxes to an extensive line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law, the law enforcement community. Around 1992, due to the demand for safe and secure transport for a local law enforcement agency's canine unit, they introduced the very first in-vehicle Easy Rider canine container. So it was basically what we now call just our inserts. They have continuously grown and expanded uh, the products 
catering to the needs and the wants of their valued customers and high-profile clientele, and catering specifically to law enforcement. Over the years, as the needs have changed for law enforcement, they've evolved and expanded the products to include inmate transport systems, the canine training aids, which I use quite a bit of, canine inserts. Most of, every one of my guys has one of those things. And you know, you if you're not even have to be in law enforcement, I have several friends that are civilians that work lots of dogs that have the inserts put into their cars too. So if you got one that fits, you can do it. Uh, they also do contraband and animal control systems, just to name a few. So be sure to hit them up. The website is Easy Rider Online. So that's the letter E, the letter Z as in zebra, rideronline.com. If you're looking for them on Instagram and Facebook, it's American Aluminum Accessories. Feel free to hit them up there too. So our first and oldest sponsor that's been with us from the beginning is Arno out, out at ALM, uh, out there in, in Las Vegas area. Arno is a great dude. He makes great stuff for, for police work and sport work, suits, tugs. I'm telling you right now, his tugs are the best in the business. You can't get any better. Multiple colors. Uh, I, I buy boxes of them from him and give them out to everybody. Uh, I've got a bite suit from him. Love it. I've had it for a little over three years, and it's holding up like a champ. Um, Ted's got a suit that he's had forever from ALM. Uh, we wouldn't go anywhere else, man. We love it. Arno is such a good dude. His uh, ALMK9equipment.com is the website. Get on there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom suits based on your measurements. Um, he's got stuff already already made up. If you kind of get a kind of generic large size, maybe for everybody, the colors he has, man, is really cool. He can put a lot of stuff on those suits. Uh, check him out. ALMK9equipment.com and use the discount code WD radio for 10% off. You know, running a kennel is one of those things that I always worry about is cleanliness and safety of dogs. And it's, it seems like it's an ever changing issue being able to house dogs and move things around everything else. So the guys at horizon structure make this as easy as possible. Literally the only thing you have to do is have water and power hookups and they deliver it and you can put dogs in that day. And it comes built, comes on a trailer. They just drop it off. You plug it in, put dogs in it, and you're ready to rock. You keep them clean. You keep them safe. You keep them cool in the summer and warm in the wintertime. And it's completely custom. You can go complete, mild to wild. I've seen some that were stainless steel all the way from top to bottom on the inside. And then I've seen some for a, a bulldog breeder that, you know, had smaller gates because those things can't jump. So if you reach out to them. Uh, they're sitting there waiting for you to call and help you through the custom design process. They have everything from two dog ones up to, uh, I want to say like 18 or 20. It's a lot of, you can put a lot of dogs, indoor, outdoor runs. So anything you've ever dreamed of, they've got it or have done it or can do it. So they've taken all the guesswork out of building it. Everything is pre-done to your specifications that it's assembled, dropped off, boom, you're ready to rock. Things are amazing. Uh, Rigney has one. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Go check out his Instagram and you can see he's posted it up there before. Go look Horizon up at Horizon Structures, spelled out. Uh, on the internet, it's horizonstructures.com. And you're going to look for the link in there that says commercial dog kennels. Or give them a call, 888-447-4337. They'd love to talk to you and get you started on the way. Uh, Dead Mother Canine, what's been going yes. on since you were on last time? I was I was still active duty, obviously, yeah. for that. And then... Um, Oh, was that pre-COVID? I don't really remember. Yeah. Was yeah, it? yeah. So, yeah. so my med... My, 2019, I believe. Yeah, my medical retirement went from like then till 
September. My date of retirement, September 12th, wow. 2021. Um, and then since then, the last six, seven months, I've really been checking off a lot of like veteran boxes for like a bunch of surgery, <laughs> uh, cancer scare, uh, a bunch of other stuff. But now it's yeah. mostly over. So um, get back to teaching classes. So that's what I'm doing here. What are you um, teaching here? Teaching the canine point of injury care, canine casualty care with Paul from MediCanine, who is another not-for-profit who um, raises money, donates first aid kits, a lot of the stuff that I've you know been a proponent for since I started the old IG. Um, and so, yeah. You post some wicked stuff on the IG. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. I honestly make it up as I go. So <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful and surprised at how relatively successful I've been given my lack of any real... Um, plan thus yeah. far <laughs> yeah um the it's i don't know it's been like but maybe since 2018 2019 the the um canine medical care guys actually going to training it seems to have kind of blown up yeah that was i mean that's a obviously i'm a proponent for that you know like we all picked our jobs you may have picked your dog but your dog didn't pick the job and they didn't pick you so um, with the rate that you see line of duty deaths, canine injuries across anywhere, any 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 realm of dog work, um, you know, being prepared for that and being able to treat it, you know, it's, it doesn't happen until it does. Yeah. Um, Have you had people out at your place? Or they uh, they go somewhere for it. Janice Baker came through. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she yeah. was hosted by Wasso PD. Uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Janice Baker came down. I don't remember who she. She may have been her. our first. She may have started off. The, the medical stuff we had on, then we had you yeah. and somebody yeah. else. I think she was the first. She, she was did. on there. She was the first been. med. Uh, I think she recommended stuff. you. Is I think how I learned a lot from Janice. I mean, yeah. I was like a Janice was a major lieutenant colonel. I was I wasn't a sergeant yet. Was, as I was going into got into special operations, so yeah. um, learning a lot of that stuff from her was set me up for success in what I ended up doing. You had to call her, ma'am. I did. Yeah, yeah I did then. Yeah, <laughs> salute her and everything. I right. She didn't really. I mean, she was never. Never that kind of officer, but yeah. Yeah, I can tell. I like doing it now that I'm out and when I see them, so like oh, yeah. give them a salute and like, would you, yeah, you come back with a middle finger? Like <laughs> Usually they do, yeah. That's pretty funny. So uh, what is the, the class that you're teaching? What is the context of it? You know, it's just two hours, so I try to prioritize. Um, you know, I think having the benefit, you see a lot of veterinarians teaching this stuff, and there's a lot lost in translation because dog handlers aren't medically trained personnel. I mean, some may have a EMT, EMS, but... By and large, if you have two hours to teach dog handlers first aid, especially in this environment, I'm really just trying to impress upon them, like, take take your first aid kit with you. If it's in your glove box, it's you're not going to be able to get it in time. Not only for your dog, but for you, for your family, for your friends, having it with you is what is mm-hmm. going to save your life or your partner's life, not having it even just outside. Um, and then also um, a lot of the differences in what I think in – you see canon first aid classes, I think they're well-intentioned, but teaching people how to bandage a paw laceration or a tail laceration with some vet wrap and some cotton gauze um, or clean ears, all important stuff for animal husbandry, but it doesn't save lives. Um, massive hemorrhaging, airway, respiration, all that stuff, being able to use field dressings and put on chest seals is what's going to make a difference in the worst-case scenario. Didn't you use something that you learned in one of those classes or something on the podcast you had to use on a dog at your place? Uh, yeah. Was it a- um, one of, so this kind of goes to a comment that, uh, worthless was making about the dogs not being well supported by admins. Uh, I had a dog in a unit that didn't have a hot pop, 
um, and the air conditioner went out during a training. It's not one of my dogs. Uh, I know the kid. It's a great handler, a great kid. Um, and dog was in, it was only like 85 degrees outside, but, uh, it was about 35 or 45 minutes. Dog basically cooked. And, um, I started an IV to cool him down and we didn't pour fucking water on his paws and do all that shit. We tried to submerge him in cold water and, uh, we did everything right. Um, it just so happened that day that the SWAT team was doing medical training, mile away um and their SWAT medic was I think had gone through her course and they were there with an ambulance in about 10 minutes and they took him to a vet and they did everything they could the dog ended up passing away but um yeah there was things that I did uh myself and Anthony Moore and some other people to cool him down and the initial vets were like you know you guys did great I mean you know he would have died died like right then and we just basically starting cold IV and getting his core temperature dropped did the most that was the most that we could do to him. I mean, the most we could do for him at that point and then getting him loaded up. But I mean, he was at the vet within 15 minutes of us noticing it, but yeah, it sucked. But, uh, I still to this day, this is, I guess kind of goes in this, in the vein of this conversation. Like, um, while I think the, the body armor for dogs is like super well-intentioned, it kind of only addresses like half the problem at every working dog, whether single purpose, dual purpose, search and rescue, whatever, are always going to be susceptible to heat related injuries. And like, and there's a big misconception that like only dual purpose handlers need to have like medical training for yeah. the dogs and like search and rescue dogs get into way gnarlier shit. Mm-hmm. And I have friends on TFD that are search and rescue handlers that are like task force one. And they're the medical training they go through with their dogs. They're crawling through collapsed buildings and all kinds of crazy shit. And the probability of them getting hurt is also very, very high. So, um, you know, it's something that if you handle a working dog, whether they're search and rescue, dual purpose, whatever it is, is extremely important and put fucking poppers on your cars, please. Yeah. I just was, uh, I just was at a search and rescue seminar at Muscatatuck and the first day, it was just the trainers setting up. There was a lady there, a young girl, like 20, 21 years old, first dog. Her dog, search and rescue dog, got into something, I don't know what, and um, started, they thought maybe she was bloating. The, within, within the day, the dog was dead. The, uh, the dog's organs all shut down. Um, the, the vet called the owner and said that the blood work was a disaster. So I don't know. They get into weird shit, and it, yeah. it was just out in the woods. I, I don't know. Don't know. I I don't know if a spider would cause that or if some sort of insect bite, but shut down all of her organs just out of nowhere. Severe heat injury can also cause. Yeah, it was cold out, and yeah, it was nothing like that. It was just they. I think they were out just doing like kind of a live find in the woods, hmm. and then shit just went south quick. Hmm. And you know. And that can happen, like for law enforcement dogs. You go into some of these nasty, disgusting houses. I, I know when I was a handler, they were sending us to these um, because it was kind of an of an epidemic in the city of the vacant houses, right? And then people living or breaking into the vacant vacant houses to steal a copper. We were biting copper thieves in these fucking places. But you'd go in there, and I'd be like, I. I, there's a ferret in here. I can't send my dog in it. What, what is this? There's Fucking like eight, ferret. there's poop and 18 months worth of garbage and things yep. like that. And we had a captain eventually was like, yeah, stop sending the dogs in these houses for bullshit. 
Yeah, yep. for copper, you know, or or a hooker in, in the house. I, you know, we bit a couple prostitutes <laughs> in these places. They're in there taking a the shit, and we bite them because they broke in. Yep. But uh, I got lucky. Um, the fair thing's real. I went to a, be, a break in, <laughs> and I sent my dog in there. And I hear this noise, and and she and this ferret in her standoff. And I'm like, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> Grabbed her and got her out of there. <laughs> I was like, ferret, fucking rabid ferret living in a vacant house. Um, that was that was pretty crazy. Have you? How how was the stop giving out tourniquets thing going? I think for dogs. I think a lot of the things that I like keep kind of parrot i can probably continue to repeat <laughs> every week and still like get people that haven't seen it or heard it before you know i always get asked about dog tourniquets which you know just aren't a thing mm -hmm. um, i know that people will sell dog tourniquets but you can use a one dollar fifty cent ace wrap to yeah. achieve the same the same you probably use a a rubber band wrapped in there yeah a i mean you could you could use little legs if you needed to you could probably use an extension cord to stop the bleeding on a dog leg if you just want wrapped it around tight, and I wouldn't recommend it, but you could probably. I think do that's it. like big, the biggest misnomer, or the mis biggest misconception. A lot is because I mean, like that's very much the thing now is you know dudes advocating you carry a tourniquet all the time on you, and guys like self-applying tourniquets and then shooting with their non-dominant and everything else. So, and I think that happens a lot with people that aren't in canine, including like just normal like um like medics and they want to treat dogs like they treat humans yeah and so it's kind of like you know because there's not a whole lot of like vessels like blood vessels and shit in their legs like it would take them forever to die from missing a leg i mean fuck trent my one of you know we've been on the podcast like a ranger Lika. yeah i mean he like a lake had her fucking leg blown off and survived I mean, mm -hmm. so I think her, I think her leg was shot. I think it was shot off technically. Shot, well, yeah, yeah, it was shot off. Yeah, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I mean, when so. I was when I was a handler, it was my second dog Willie. We were going to it was uh, I was on day shift, man. We we're going to this uh, burglary in progress, and uh, there's another guy there. When I get there, and he sends his dog in the front door, and the guy jumps out the second story window, right? Jumps out, and I I'm rolling up, and he's running right by me, and. I roll the window down. I just roll the window down. You better stop, dude. And he runs right down the sidewalk. I pop the door. Willie goes down there, bites him, takes him in the leg, takes him down. The guy starts hitting him. Willie comes off and then severs everything in his arm. Everything. Nice. He just severed it. He was in the hospital like 75 days. <laughs> um, but he started, he was like bolt, bolt, deep blood coming out of there. And I was like, fuck. And I ran so that somebody pulled up, grabbed him. I ran Willie back to the car got his first aid kit because we didn't have one for humans. I got Willie's first aid kit and came out and I'm just, I don't know shit, dude. I'm just rapping. We didn't have no tourniquets back then. It's like, um, I would say 2008, 2007, um, just wrapping him up with stuff. And, and, uh, that's the only time I ever used it was on a human. Never, <laughs> never had to use it on the dog. We had a bite. One of our guys had a bite where they used a tourniquet and the dude fought the dog and, uh, they put a tourniquet on the person that they bit mm -hmm. and it, prevented him from yeah yeah it happened to my after i left my agency uh one of the guys got bit at training and they had to put two tourniquets on him to get him to the hospital it was so oh, bad. wow yeah it was a good real bad. Solid yeah, bad yeah that's a good day yeah, it was his own dog it was too a big dog. Oh, wow. it was the end of twofer yeah it was the end of that he was having they they found he was having seizures and just went kind of crazy on it ah so real quick um what I've noticed is, and probably from even when you started, is how crazy these training dummies have gotten. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it used to be 
nothing. It was pretty yeah. ridiculous. Always expensive. Yeah. You know, but t- talk about the stuff that you guys get to use now. Well, that was kind of cool because while I was active duty, I got to help with the prototypes of both like the two main mannequins. There's the TacMed Solution Diesel Dog um, and Hero Dog, and then there's North American Rescue Canine Mannequin, Canine First Aid Mannequin. And I have uh, the, the North American Rescue one because, you know, there's the price point difference between those, both still significant, as well as um, the North American Rescue. It, it takes a beating pretty well. And uh, so when I've been traveling around running like at, you know, JC seminar, the uh, American Tactical Canine Association one in September, you know, we did, I think there was, was there 150 handlers there? There's a bunch. So running 150, being able to run 150 handlers through these mannequins and getting that actual bleeding, um, you know, I noticed because I don't, I don't like dogs whining. You know, I've seen a lot of bad things happen to dogs, but you get that with there. You get guys that come out and do that, the AAR, and, you know, they don't like the sounds, and then you got the blood. It kind of adds a little bit more of that realistic mm-hmm. factor, the oh shit factor. I mean, I bring fog machines and, like, three different speakers with very <laughs> dissonant songs that aren't the same going together. <laughs> Um, and you know, that's what, like, this is stressful. You have to communicate intentionally loudly. Um, I think it, it does, it provides some context for a lot of the training that we got exposed to in the special operations canine community, mm-hmm. which I think is great for law enforcement because the scenario based training is really where you develop that muscle memory and prepare for, um, cause you can listen to me do weird stuff on the internet all day. It doesn't, it may give you some knowledge, but it really, it's like I was bad at shooting a pistol. I had to develop muscle memory and skill and technique to be able to compete in beer shoots on pie plates because yeah. I was bad at it. Um, I could read about it all day long. It didn't help me hit pie plates. So, Right. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's usually the training is definitely in a sterile environment. We found uh, we were doing HRD stuff. Um, this is even before we even launched HRD that that music and noise was a whole nother factor that we – Yeah. And we kind of figured it out at the last minute. We were, we were running the scenario, and Ted had Beats headphones, and I said – put them on this guy and let's blast music. So we're, if the guy was like an East coast, old white dude, we we're playing Tupac and they're like, this is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And you know, death metal, you, you can hear it. At, we're outside. You can hear. And then it just, it just really little things like that. Throw guys off. Yeah. But. You're going to add just adding stress, stress inoculation, and then simulating it for the scenarios. And it makes a difference. Well, it's crazy if you listen to some of the episodes we've had with guys that were, uh, you know, in specialized units overseas, and their dog got shot, and listen to them talk about in in the fight. They're in the fight. All this shit's going on, and they're over there having to tend to the dog. It it's insane to even think about. Yeah, you get tunnel vision, and you're there. What, yeah. You're there, and it's like, doo, doo, shit's flying around. Shit's happening. You and maybe another dude are over there, you know, working on this dog in the middle of it, and. So that shit's real. It's real life. It, you know, and hopefully in law enforcement, it's not quite that bad where it, it settles down a little bit, but it's still stress. When um, uh, our dog Jethro got killed, when he got shot, Ryan's in the grocery store with him by himself, and it's dark out. It's dark in there, and Ryan's trying to hold a flashlight in his mouth, and, and Jethro had a pretty You're, hefty coat. I remember that. Wasn't that he, wasn't he had five... Yeah, he was hitting the chest a bunch. They were all through and through, and then he got hit one right in the middle of the head that didn't penetrate, but that ultimately killed him. Yeah, it 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 fucked. It stressed his brain out so much that his his heart like exploded eventually. But he Ryan could not feel, could not find the the wounds. His blood and everything, but the hair. He he thought I I could probably do this, and he's like trying to, you know, the the one day that he's not in there with lights on, he's trying to hold the with his with his mouth. And so since then. 
Chris that took over after I left, he's had several different medical. You met Chris today. Yeah. Uh, that's why I thought you guys knew each other, but he had had several medical classes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it stuff's real good. And that's, treating any dog casually on your own is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to treat dog, And I think that's a ben- kind of a benefit, I guess, in the military is that you usually have extra sets of hands. You can think, hey, you, I need to like, come here. Um, but in that situation where you're a law enforcement handler or even search and rescue by yourself, um, you may not have anybody. And that really complicates mm-hmm. everything. And well, like where Ted's at, he's got um, just outside of where he's at is way more rural area than, than I have. And Ohio's got a lot of rural area, but you know, Oklahoma's got fucking space. So you might be you and one other dude out there, you know, doing all that shit. They definitely gotta be able to, you know, to self self yep. fix some some things. So if say me or Ted or somebody wanted to bring you in to have your seminar, how do we get a hold of you? How does that work? I'm working on that now. I've got another two to four weeks before I can lift more than a gallon of milk, <laughs> I um, see which I haven't, which I've been doing in case like Emily from Spikes Cannon is listening to this and hmm. wanted to make sure that I didn't lift too much this week. Uh, this is going to like, this is going to yeah. air like way late. I so perfect, you'll be, yeah. you'll be like, well, yeah, you'll solid. be way out of the... Definitely didn't lift anything I wasn't supposed to. Um, <laughs> You'll be way past that date. <laughs> the, the, I got the LLC now and the website up and an email address. Um, so that way, what I'm actually going to be doing is getting like a tow behind for my truck. Mm-hmm. I'm just going on tour like a, you know, like you revert back to who you were before the army. So I was a punk rock kid. So instead of crappy music, nice. I'm just going to travel around teaching uh, canine first aid to whoever. Out of a van. Out of a van down by the river. You should grow a, a mohawk though. That, like, I did have. Punk, I, I know. Had one, so. Everybody I know that was into punk rock. Yeah, had a you I had did. a mohawk. You were yeah, a punk I, rock kid, weren't you? I had a mohawk like five years ago. It was all shaved <laughs> yeah. on the side and like it was long hair. We have a couple friends that we know that are that uh, that are into dogs and other things. At least one that was in a in a punk rock. Was Jake's band a punk rock band? Not punk, but uh, yeah. He knew he he knew him from salt the wound. Yeah, from. Oh yeah, yeah. From when yeah. he was uh, in there, yeah. And I'm like, what, yeah. <laughs> Jake? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a guy that uh, for Akron PD that I've known named Jeff forever. Great dude. He uh, he was in a punk rock band. When he was a kid, a big purple mohawk. Yeah, mine was green. Had a green and mohawk. He had spider some tattoos on him that uh, almost didn't get him hired. He almost didn't get hired. He wore a long sleeve shirt, and they didn't notice in his interview. <laughs> so that was my first. Uh, my first agency, I, everything was done, PT test, everything, long sleeves. And then I got hired, signed the contract. I showed up in the polo, and they're like, who is this? Mm. What are you doing here? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Suckers. Miscreant. Yeah, your stupid, tattoos. Your stupid tattoos. What are you going to do Suckers. for a living? So uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and stuff. Uh, at denmother underscore canine is uh, Instagram. And then there's an email link on there. Uh, the website, I'm really bad at computers. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> website and stuff, I've got a couple of buddies helping me with now. So in the next couple of weeks, I'll be up and running. And then I've got a couple, I'll be a couple of big seminars. I actually got invited for the Army uh, First Canine Symposium. So that'll be cool. Nice. Where's that at? Muscatatuck. Oh, then, okay. Yeah. Then, then, then had the, you been there while you were active duty? I had. Um, yeah. It's a great place to train. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be at the ATK9A. Yeah, in September in Muscatatuck again. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun last year. So hopefully, I have you more attendees this year because that's a lot of great training. Every time I've been to Muscatatuck, every time it, the weather has sucked. So I'm hoping the next it was time nice I go, for us this it year. was nice last yeah. year. Not yeah. for me. It always rains every time. So the tunnels are a 
disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had we had two ladies. Uh, I we may have talked about this on there. Yeah. We had two ladies and a dog get lost in there, and oh, I had wow. to send another lady and a dog in. <laughs> To rest to find her. That's good training. Yeah, it was oh, great. We had a live find at, yeah. at, at, at a training event. Um, but cool, man. Uh, worthlesshandler.com, worthlesshandler on everything. Yep, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Take it. Everyone knows who he is, anyways. This guy. Everyone knows. And he got no. your autograph. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, I mean, he's a famous one. Mm-hmm. You're the, this, it's the most. You're worthless. It's, we are two very awkward people. If you haven't gathered that. Mm-hmm. So when I don't know what to wanna, do with my hands. When yeah. people want to come up and it, it's it's awkward, like it's very humbling. Yeah, don't get me yeah, wrong, I'm very humbled. I just hug just, hug people and they yeah. come up to us. Or just, I love the show. Good. I like. Yeah, we're I just, just hug dudes them. That like dogs. That's it. Yeah. We just like to train and do dogs. Like, stuff. here's my Venmo. So I have <laughs> I've got a couple emails of people that are like I was able to stop my dog. Like my dog was injured and um you know from following you or taking your class. So that's. That's always that's really always awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. That means a lot. And yeah. it'll it'll probably if they take your class, it'll be something like the next week. Seems how yeah. it tends yeah. to work. Yeah, you know, like when we do tra- our scenario scenario based training stuff, within a week or two, someone will call us. Do we had almost that exact same thing? Mm-hmm. As dumb as that scenario was, as goofy and crazy, we had that thing happen. Because we always tell them when we're doing those scenarios, this is never going to happen. But we're we're making you train at this level, that. right? Because it I, always happens. Yeah, I've yeah. stopped saying that. I've stopped. I, now I've started saying we used to say this never happens, and right. then every time somebody goes through this, we get a phone call, a text, or whatever. And in fact, it's like in the presentation tomorrow, you'll see my handler from Florida, Brandon Donahue. Like we're going to show, I'm going to show an entire six minute video. Uh, they should give him a fucking life saving award for that. Him, him not shooting that dude. And but you know he texted me and said, "Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but the reason is because we've done something. We did one of these scenarios, and I knew what was gonna. I knew mm-hmm. what the dog was gonna do, and yeah. I knew I didn't have to. And I'm like, fuck, fuck that's that. always great. Yeah. So all right, guys, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for Dead Mother back. Canine, Worthless Handler. Thank you, guys. Ted underscore Summers, Van S Canine. Check it out. Thank you. You got your reasons, and I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E, dot blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.